This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And every week we're here to help you with your home improvement projects from the big to the small. And this morning is no different, but we've got something really cool for you. Uh, and you can join the conversation with us. Send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm a, it's a bad hair day, but besides that, I'm great. <laughs> I, I, I have a great hair day that. every day of my life, by the way. You do have good hair today. <laughs> yeah, every day every of my life. day. It requires a razor, every but yeah. Every day, yeah. No, I'm headed to the to get a haircut, but this humidity. I mean, oh, I know. It's something in this, it. This raining every other day. Wait a second, wait a second. Did we just complain about humidity in a Mississippi store? Well, well in, in January. Yeah, <laughs> in January. I will um, say. What I, happened? I asked my smart, my smart speaker this morning to tell me what the temperature was going to be today, and it said 77, and I thought it's stuck on June or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's something yeah. wrong with it. No, it's I, awesome. I've got three pads that are in various stages. We cannot... Can't get, get them enough done. dry to get my plumbing in and my cables and then pour concrete. Wow. Well, and I'm so. supposed to have a roof put on Friday. Good luck. Fri- no, Friday's good. You think so? Yeah, yeah. You think Friday, they'll be Friday, able to do it? Friday is a good day. Yeah, they'll, they will roof your house in one day. All right, see, we've got, I got a question right now just from you saying that. You're a contractor. You've been a contractor for over a couple of decades, mm-hmm. and you know the weather better than <laughs> anybody. Well, oh, true. you have to. I mean that's just well, part of the since the since they're putting the roof on Pam's house, uh-huh. it's going to be fine. It's right. going to be fine. Now, if the roof was going on my house, th- there there would not be a chance of rain for a month, and it would rain on my and, house. And right. rain on that day. Yeah, yeah. For the next but month. just on me. Just uh, yeah, that's right. The cloud follows Jeff around right. as right. he walks around. A little. I'm like that that guy. What, Peanut, Lina, what's his name? Who's the one that's got the cloud over his head? I don't know, but that's the guy. Yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the guy, yeah. Well, and and I'm going to go home today and tomorrow and take all the stuff off the walls. Huh? Well, that's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. You're you're on a conventional foundation. The the house will shake a little while you're putting that roof on. I remember. Because really? this is the second roof. I've, I've been yep. there 30 years. Wait, yep. you just completely blew my mind. You you were going to take stuff off the wall. And I'm oh, like, heavens what for? yes, yes. I mean, it didn't even occur to me that the roof would shake things like little, when they're putting on the roof. Well, yeah. it, it's it not. I don't want to use the word shake. I want to use the word vibrate. Okay. I think that's a better there, word. That's a good word, yes. Uh, in fact, we were doing a roof. I can't remember where it was. It was a two-story house. And we actually... Uh, 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 antique mm-hmm. candle abra that was on the on the wall for, right. for a wall sconce. Uh-oh. You know, the lady comes outside. She's all upset. She understands, but she's upset. Fortunately, we were able to send it off and get it repaired. And <laughs> but but yeah, things do fall off the wall. Things come off the wall. And actually, the company I'm working with told me, reminded me. Yeah, I really? knew that I needed to do that. But they said, yeah, you want to go so ahead if you've got and any take expensive art or. Stuff. Well, any framed uh, things with glass, you know, go ahead and, and take them down. And, and my house, 
There's some rocking and rolling whenever, <laughs> just because it's on that conventional, yeah. and yeah. so it bangs around. So, yeah, it's going to be a very exciting day. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, today is a pretty special day. Pam, thanks for bringing us our guest. I know uh, this, uh, if, if you didn't hear us this morning, we're talking about Brad Lowry is here from the Porch Group. Brad, welcome. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. Seriously, this is such a cool setup. <laughs> yeah, um, and and Porch, uh, the Porch Group, uh, and their home inspection software. Pam, you use that, right? I do, yeah. I've used the software about 10 years, I think. I was one of the first opt-in. Well, it's been around a lot longer, but once they started really, and we wanted to professionalize mm-hmm. our inspection services so what porch did is they actually acquired what we call inspection support network correct which is a subsidiary now of porch Mm -hmm. and that software if you schedule a home inspection with us you're going to get a text message that said oh we've got an inspection right we've got a text message that says oh you need to sign our pre-inspection agreement (laughs) it makes it so easy to manage your whole business professionally and then i can look at my numbers i can keep up with all and they have all kinds of tools and and whistles and uh, anyway awesome job i know that's all your responsibility it was all me you did all of that Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Let's talk about you, Brad. So, how do you even get in this conversation? Where are you from? What's the deal? Well, like any good job, it all starts with drinking with the right people. There you go. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. So, no, I was a home inspector up in the, the Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C. area for the last seven years. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, Pam, you asked me yesterday, you're like, how was the traffic getting to your place? Because I shadowed your inspectors yesterday. But um, I was like, traffic? What? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Traffic. Washington, D.C., that is traffic. This is easy living. Right. But um, no, so I was doing that for seven years up in the district area. And uh, then I happened to call uh, one of my good friends that was over at Porch asking if they happened to have a job for a friend of mine. And Mm -hmm. they said, well, we don't, but we got something for you. And now I'm podcasting, doing YouTube stuff for them and uh, representing them at conferences, all kinds of stuff. Very cool. I just saw that you've got a podcast called The Wraparound. Correct. around. What's that about? So that is basically just a, uh, a podcast by a home inspector for home inspectors. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I love sharing home inspector stories because that's, that's really it. I mean, home inspection, in my experience, it's not about the property. It's about people. Right. Uh, you get to work with a new set of individuals. For me, it was like every two to three hours, right? Because I could fit in about two to three inspections a day. So uh, for someone that's got ADHD, right, <laughs> you just, you're, I'm popping from one house to the other. Right. And uh, getting to hear different people's stories at each of these places, why they're moving to this house, where they're coming from. It's amazing, right? And there's so much home and garden related content out there that's strictly about uh, the host and these buildings. Right. But who sees more homes than home inspectors? Right. Right. Who gets to work with more people than home inspectors? Probably only realtors. Right. But, I mean, gosh, we, we see hundreds of houses a year. So, huh. yeah, it's, it's just a fun gig, man. That's very cool. And, it, you know, it's, it's weird because I know Jeff comes across you folks in his career. Um, and go ahead, Jeff's no, no, got a I'm, smirk on no, his face. Do you, are you one of those guys that I, hates I, us? I don't know. No. 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 Not Jeff. no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the record straight He's right, a good guy. right now. He's an advocate. I, I encourage... My um, remodels, my new construction, to hire a qualified home inspector. Now, listen to what I just said. There are some home inspectors out there that not only inspect, but give their opinion. Right. Now, 
I don't want your opinion. Right. I want, is it black or white? Sure. Is yeah. it right or wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and so, yes, we, we highly recommend as a company get a home inspection. That takes pressure off of me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, look, I'm, I'm human. Mm-hmm. Now, even though the house has been inspected by county, state, and all your local governments, <laughs> I still want that home inspector going in there saying, and then I can go back and say, man, did, we really did miss that piece of flashing right there. Well, it's easy to do, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's why I would tell uh, home buyers all the time when I was uh, when I was in the field, um, like especially for new construction. I'm like, look, this is really for peace of mind. It's again, we're all humans. Humans building these houses. It's it's easy to miss something. It's mm-hmm. not a knock on the builder, uh, but by the time in a new construction inspection, by the time I come along. I'm the fourth or fifth guy to be putting eyes on this. Thing. That's right. right. So yeah, and then and and two, you know, we're we're there for four to six months, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like being in the forest and you can't see the trees, right? Because you're there every single day, and it, and you know the inspector will spot it from the curb, right? Sure. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there looking, how how in the world right. did I miss that right, right. up there? So, right. Right. No, totally, man. Well, well and builders like are managers. Correct. They don't build. I That's mean, right. Jeff hadn't picked up a hammer in years. I saw Jeff on a ladder <laughs> swinging. He was swinging a sawzall, because that's Jeff. I was running from something. Right. Yeah, probably. Okay, uh, you got a question here. Is What is a good outside shed to keep extra clothing and home decor safe outside? My first thought was... Somebody else's uh, place where you a storage place with air conditioning, but yeah, a shed for say like if you put a shed out in your backyard that you want to put clothing in, it's, it's gonna got, be stinky. Right, you've got to be able to to air condition that so that it doesn't get moldy. Yeah, if it's not climate controlled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you? Honestly, have that many clothes? You have to have a, store, a storage container. It's called goodwill, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't get that. The only thing I, I can I think know. of is like you guys remember the commercial with the she shed. Mm-hmm. Yes, a she shed could yes. work, but she shed yes. looked like it had like a mini split in <laughs> air yeah. conditioning. Well, job you know, it. if you are going to build something like that, just build it like you would a house. Right, which is like the whole nine yards. Sheet well, rock, yeah. do a slab, do heat and you air. You can. The guy next door to me actually brought in one of those that he had purchased at one of these stores. Yeah, you know, yeah. The tractor brought it in, and I think he added a window unit, and he has his office out there. Yeah. But if you're going to store anything, mm-hmm. just keep in mind our climate. Now, in other areas of the country, in Phoenix, Arizona, you don't need to worry about that. Right, right. <laughs> but here... Our dew point's too high. And oh, you're yeah, in two st- weeks you're molding. Yeah, you're yeah. going to start growing things right. if you did that. So I I, I probably and, – and let me share. You know, this is more information than the question asked. Yeah. But one of the principles that I started doing with myself personally years ago, one thing in, two things out. That, that's, so, that's a that's great – That's not a bad plan. I'm telling you. So I have to really think, do I really want another table? Because that means I have to get rid well, of two of them. Okay, I want to – I'm sorry. Or do I want that shirt? Because that means I have to get rid of two shirts. I, I, wow. I want I want to ask a question since we have two home inspectors here. Uh-oh. Uh oh. No, he's coming for us. Here we go. No, right. look, go ahead I, and put on the Emperor's March I, from Star I get, Wars. <laughs> I get this all the time. Hey Jeff, can you put some more wood up in the attic so we can store stuff? Oh yeah. And well, 
<laughs> you know what? I can, and I will. But I'm going to highly recommend that we do not use your attic as a mini storage. Right. Your attic is for your mechanical. That's what the attic is for. It is not designed for a live load. It is not designed to store stuff. Now, I understand. Put a Christmas tree up there. Put some ornaments. Put put your, you know, first and third right. child's favorite right. trophy that they'll never come get again. <laughs> you know, put put a box or two in there. Now, what what is y'all's opinion of storage in the attic? Ladies first. Well, you know, I mean, if if you want to use it for storage, that's fine. But to Jeff's point, you you got to worry about load. And I've gone into attics before, and and I've had to call out attics. When I got it, walked into the garage, I was like, this thing looks like it's dipping. Sure enough, I got up in the attic, and it was dipping because there was so much stuff up there. And then, funny story, I don't know if I ever told you about this, but my father, who is a retired contractor, he decided he's... He's getting up in years, and so he didn't have enough room in his garage to build stairs, which he kind of made a living doing that for a while, is going into people's houses and building actual stairs that go up to the attic. Well, he couldn't do that, so he put a (laughs) come-along. Now, that's just... With a motor. Nice. And so he hits a button, and that thing comes down. You know, you only have... I know you only have to be smart once. You know, I mean that's just amazing. He even put foam around it so it wouldn't bang the ceiling whenever it goes. I mean it. It looks like my father did. You know, there 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 is a machine that will do that. We install them all the time. There is a machine. It's called Pam's Dad. Yeah. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector and inspect it like a girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And our guest for the day is Brad Lowry from Porch from the Porch Group. I keep saying that wrong, but it is the Porch Group. Join the conversation this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Bob is on the line in Natchez. What's up, Bob? I've got a uh, question maybe for your home inspectors and Jeff. Uh, I've been looking at maybe purchasing a 1960s brick lantern here, and I know that on one corner of the house, it was completely eaten up by termites. Right on the corner, a couple, two or three studs got into the roof rafters. Is there such a device like a stud finder, because you can't go through the brick, that you could basically put on the wall and tell if your two-by-fours between the brick and the sheetrock has been eaten up like a stud finder or a densitometer. Is there any such device like that that exists, or is there a better way to do it? Or You know, Bob, if I could create that, I would retire today. Well, <laughs> Bob, how, how do you know you have termite damage? Because I did the repair on the corner. Uh, okay. I have a thought, Bob, even though you asked the inspectors. Yeah. Uh, one of the cameras. All you got to do is drill a small hole into the wall and send that camera up in you there. You could, Look. but it's yeah. going to be limited. And if yeah, you've got insulation tough. in an exterior wall, you're just not going to see a whole lot. I think the only – because we get those phone calls all the time where the uh, they'll do a wood report and there's evidence of old damage, and then they want to know if my thermal camera – can tell them if there's, yeah. you know, the what the stud looks like. And unfortunately, that's not what thermal does. Um, if I'm in Bob's shoes, and because, you know, when you get your termite inspection, they look for termite trails. Mm-hmm. So the trained eye can see 
in that sheetrock where that termite is has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would start pulling sheetrock until I got to a clean stud. Um, that's that that I'm I'm going to go old school on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to start yeah. pulling sheetrock. There's no real way to well, see that without taking away nah. some of the wall. Well, the, the the problem is it's 3,500 square feet, and I don't intend to you know take out the bottom two feet of the entire house. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Now let me let me tell you my experience on on termites. Um, termites need food and water. Um, termites did not eat that entire house. Uh, termites are probably concentrated to that one area. Uh, so you've got to solve your water problem. Yeah. If if you've got yeah, a drainage issue or something going right there. there yeah. And then I don't think you have to cut yeah. it all out because they will be concentrated. They all kind of like to hang That's out right. together. Unless you're from Osun, then you're going to get up in the attic and chew the house down all the <laughs> I have a question, Bob. <laughs> Um, yeah. have you, have you done a recent inspection on that stuff to have maybe a termite person look at it and see how deep it might go? Uh, no, I mean, the termites, it's, you know, the termites were dead. So it's an older gentleman and maybe it was treated, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. But I mean, they literally, they had termites recently saw it. I mean, literally the termites had eaten the sheetrock. They'd run out of wood. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I just, you know, I don't want to buy I saw a house after Katrina that the volunteers took all of the sheetrock out of it, and you could take a two-by-four and put your hand through it. One sneeze in that entire house, it was 100% eaten up. Mm. And I I certainly don't want to step into a a big old pile of problems. And I just, no such thing in any building show is like... I don't know of anything. I don't know. Brad, do you know you travel the world? Yeah, it, I would uh, I would be suspicious of whether or not there was something else that was damaging the uh, the drywall. Just because termites, they get the cellulose uh, from the wood, and right. you're not going to have that in the material that's making sheetrock. So that'd be. I wonder yeah. if there's another issue going on there. Yeah, because see, the termite the termite wants to eat the paper, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. So it builds tunnels up from the ground. They right, have to be right. contained. So I don't know why you couldn't just take the sheetrock out in the affected area, like Jeff said, and just keep going until yeah. you you don't have any damage. But, but it, I'm understanding more and more about Bob. Bob, you have not purchased this home yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, so cutting somebody's well, wallet, you yeah, better ask no, permission. That's right. Well, <laughs> hi, hire, hire a professional um, exterminator and, and hire a home inspector to do to do an evaluation. The, the wipe up yeah, after. Yeah. Right. Now, I just, you know, a home inspector, if they can't see behind the sheetrock and behind behind the brick, you know, the whole house, 80 percent of it could have termite damage in it. Yeah, I, w- I would but ask, the, I'd ask the seller if I could cut some observation holes. Yeah. And let me just speak to getting it inspected. I would not purchase a house that was built in the 60s without a home inspection. And I would also hire an inspector that uses thermal imaging. Because what the thermal imaging would help you with is to see moisture in the wall. And if you've got mud tunnels that are active, that thermal camera can help you out with that. But, yeah, I I would certainly um, 
it's amazing what we can find if we spend a little time on it. So, All right, Bob, I hope you uh, find those critters, get rid of them, and put in brand-new pretty wall. Let's uh, keep on moving. Angie is on the line in Mobile, and she wants to ask about a kitchen floor. Replace- You're going to replace your floor, Angie? Well, I don't know. Um, I've noticed a couple of kind of bouncy spots mm-hmm. in the kitchen floor lately, and I had my husband go under the house and um like looked at the floor from underneath the house Mm -hmm. and he said that the wood and everything looks fine and we have a a older neighbor bless his heart um who used to be a floor guy Uh and he looked at it and he told me that um in the kitchen we got that when we bought the house has that fake um wood Mm -hmm. flooring yeah uh, the kind that was glued and he says that it contracts and expands and that's true and um that sometimes certain times of the year it'll it'll just be bouncy in spots so it's not the whole floor but it's like a couple spots that that are bouncy and i didn't want to really call a flooring company because i i'm sorry i just figured they'd be like okay you need a a brand new floor floor we're on our way i'm just wondering (laughs) um you know like what else can i check or look to make sure that the floor really is still good well i'm not i'm not even gonna play pro on this one but i know you guys are gonna attack so go well, if the the only reason that floor would be bouncy on a laminate floor is it was put in incorrectly and it's too tight, so you got a bubble in it and it'll bounce. Now, I, I'm reading into this conversation that I think it's the subfloor. Yeah. I don't think it's my finished floor that's that's you know an eighth of an inch thick is bouncing. I was going to say when you send your I, husband underneath the house. You need to, to to mention his qualifications for looking at <laughs> well, if he knows yeah. what he's Zero. looking He was I mean, looking for like he, mold or bad wood or okay. something. Angie, if if hire hire a a reputable contractor, that they're going to be able to walk on that floor and 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 start eliminating. I can I'm pretty confident I could walk on that floor and start eliminating. Well, look, I think it's a rotten floor, Joyce. I think it's this. I think it's that. I think a qualified contractor is going to be able to give you a very good opinion before they ever go under that house. Right. How long have you all lived in the house? Uh, for four years. Okay. Um, and when you look at your home inspection report, did they mention anything about that? No, um, but to be honest, I don't think they were like you, Pam. Oh, okay. Because it was very few with the electricity <laughs> and plumbing that we had to to fix. Like right after we got in the house, they kind of is it so is I it dry it in the report. Angie, is it dry under your house? Yes, it okay. is. Uh, it is dry. Yeah. No water under there. And then I, my husband was, put like plastic or something. You should have some. You should Visqueen. have some Visqueen under yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you, you could have a moisture issue. Um, again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let a qualified contractor come over and take a look yeah it sounds like subfloor though yeah that's what so, it sounds like yeah I mean, depending on how old the flooring material is it's been walked mm-hmm. on a lot so it'll loosen up over time another thing you could do angie is get on next door or google and and just put in home inspectors and look at reviews from clients 
that have used them. And then I would hire an inspector to, I mean, you could get a contractor if you wanted to, but an inspector should be able to go underneath there and look at the span and tell you, okay, it's a subfloor thing or you need to add a pier. I was in a house, an awesome house, a couple of weeks ago, and when you walked into the bedroom, the dresser shook. (laughs) Oh, my word. Because it was bouncy. Mm -hmm. And so the solution was just put a concrete pier underneath there and and hold it in that spot. It could be as easy as that. And also, does it happen during certain times of the year? Because if it's, you know, I don't know what the soil is down in Mobile, but up here we have this red clay. And so in the, when it's raining a lot, everything gets puffy. And so I don't Mm. have as much bouncing. But whenever I go through a drought, now everything's bouncing because it's constricted. So it could just be a seasonal thing. Okay. I like her list, by the way. Yeah? Angie's list? Oh, nice. Very nice. (laughs) I'm like, what list? I think we are are the list. We are the list. (laughs) Angie, do do get a contractor standing on that floor, as Jeff said. I think you may be able to find that it's... It, it might not be a, an easy, quick fix, but you'll know what it is. Well, and if you want a new kitchen floor, I mean. Right. You know. Great excuse. Yeah, no, great excuse. not now. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. If it's not an emergency, right. you can certainly take your time. And right. if you give it a couple of months, there are going to be a lot of people who have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, um, thank you guys so much. I love your show. Thank you, Angie. Thank we you, appreciate Angie. it. Tell Mobile we said, hey. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And our guest for the day is Brad Lowry from The Porch Group. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. By the way, by the way, if you look at Feedspot, MPB uh, on January 16th was given the 10 best handyman podcast to check out for 2023. So that's brand new for us. Nice. Yeah. All right. So uh, I wanted to bring up an email here and this one gets really deep. So you ready? Okay. Hello. I don't know how serious it is, but it looks bad. (laughs) Boy, that email starts Uh good. Yeah. Yeah. There is a spalling under an upper level deck that is the roof of part of the carport. Are you following it? You get the picture? All right. Uh, a licensed contractor put recap or refinisher on it. Later, it's separated from the spalling concrete and cracked. If you walk on it, it cracks even more. He won't come back and deal with it. What happened? What went wrong? I fear it could have caused even more problems. Your input can help me know what action to take. My insurance agent said if it does damage, they won't pay for it. Um, so what do you guys think? So this is a concrete parge coating? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I, I'm not. I'm kind of confused what's going on here. Did we? Do we have a deck that we put some sort of coating That's on? That's what it looks like to me. A spalling on an upper level deck that is the roof of part of the carport. Okay. So it must overhang the carport some. It okay. must be a concrete, you know, like a, a lever of some sort. Yeah, and it sounds like they've poured lightweight concrete on it, mm-hmm. and then they put a coating because it was leaking. That's um, what it sounds like. Right. Now, how we would treat something like that, we would put an EPDM roof over that. 
uh-huh. a rubberized roof. Rubberized right. roof, yeah. And then put whatever decorative surface we wanted on that. Right. We would not nail into our EPDM. We would glue right. whatever we wanted, tile, some sort of wood decking, right. you know. So it sounds to me like, unfortunately, whatever that contractor did probably needs to come off and... um go back with a similar product of what I'm talking about. Now we've done several of those at, at some condos here in, in the Madison mm-hmm. area really? because yeah. they, they will leak. Uh, and our permanent fix is a rubberized roof. Okay. Cause yeah. it sounds like it's what they were trying, what the attempt is, is a solid floor yeah. over the con- over the carport, which mm-hmm. was damaged, which was damaged. Yeah. And if you don't it, do that right, yeah. what it will do is it will allow the water to leak into an area that you cannot see. Right. Yikes. So then the contractor put a coating on it. Well, he put a coating on a bad substrate. Mm hmm. So now my coating is cracking. The substrate is cracking. We've done nothing but put a Band-Aid on it for... I wouldn't imagine the coating would do anything but keep the water in. Well, it's going to crack along it with rot. The, it's going to crack along with the substrate. Right. It's almost... You almost have to build these like you do a shower paint. Yes, you do. So hey. if you don't keep it watertight yep. and the water... I've literally gone underneath these before. And if you look up, they'll have like a ceiling in it. And there'll be a light fixture, and there's water Full pouring yeah, sure. through it because the top half is leaking. Well, to his point, um, if a contractor did this, um, and uh, there he won't come back out and deal with it, is what the person says. But uh, there may be more to this that needs to be dug into. Uh, you know, there's three sides to every story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and you could actually, I mean, you can file a complaint with the Mississippi Board of Contractors if you want to do that. And then there is a new, um, and Jeff, you could speak to this, there's a new law that just went into effect that even remodelers and people that do, I don't know if a handyman, but you know what I'm talking about? They have to be licensed through the Board of Contractors? Ah, yeah, up to 10,000? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, what the new law is, uh, it's a little deeper than that. It it addresses your professional trades, electrical. They have to have not only their electrical license, they have to have another license. Uh, Electrical, plumbing, HVAC, your professional trades. Uh And and what what the purpose is, why we're trying to do that we're trying to get new um uh, licensed law in the state of mississippi because we have some unlicensed people doing work right right so okay all right uh tim is on the line in uh olive branch tim you're painting brick never easy what's going on man hey man how you doing good i just got a question about it everybody seems to be doing it nowadays my house is like 35 years old and it looks like the ones I've seen look like new homes. It looks awesome. But I don't know how long it would last. And if you could paint the vinyl siding and the aluminum siding. Wow, here we go. Well, mm-hmm. I, I've seen brick, and I, and I can tell you, and it has been a trend that that white, uh, painted white brick, and it has been yep. uh, a, a pretty big trend, and mm-hmm. and it does look good when you know you put it on. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like ten years. You've got to wear sunglasses when you're inspecting it because that's that's I'm bright telling stuff. You that white painted brick <laughs> sells. It does. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, just don't try to look at it on a sunny day. Well, and I know brick is not. Not terrible to paint, especially if you're using spray. Yeah. Uh, but 
You better clean it. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be cleaned. It needs to be sprayed. Then it needs to be back rolled. Mm-hmm. Now, so. one of the fun things is, is if you, some of these, and you guys have a term for it. I've seen it. It's where the white is not completely on there. It looks like it's kind of uh, almost patina. Like right? a mortar rub yeah, type thing? Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. It, it almost looks like it's not completely painted, but... Um, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, painting the brick is, is feasible. Uh, painting vinyl siding, uh, I think that's going to be a nightmare. It's tricky. Yeah. yeah it's, it's tr- and, and same with aluminum. I think you're going to regret that. Cool they thing do- is, though, Tim, is that is that uh, uh, vinyl siding is not necessarily expensive. You can replace that. Rather than painting it, you can replace it fairly cheap. Vinyl siding is not that bad. Yeah. Now, they do make a paint for it, and there's companies that will do that. But how's it going to hold up over the long term? Just replace the siding. Getting hit by hell. Yeah. 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 Well, when it gets, and that's to that point. And if you don't clean that, it will, it will peel. I got a buddy who's been trying to paint his the inside of his house for a minute. It's been a minute. He started <laughs> right after the holiday. Um, it is painting is not the issue. It's the prep. Right. Yeah. Getting ready to paint is what. And to Jeff's point, you better you better clean that brick. Mm-hmm. You better seal that brick, and then you put a primer on it, and then you get to paint it. Now, Jeff, I know you don't like pressure washers at all, but this is the place where you would use that pressure washer, getting that brick clean. Am I Not correct? Not necessarily. No? Or is it just a brush? Yeah. You know, I I if if I'm going to, and and we do mm-hmm. we we pressure wash all of our flat work before we deliver right. the house to the buyer, mm-hmm. and we lightly rub the bottom of the brick because it always rains it gets a little stain on it right but you have to be real careful brick is put in an oven with a with a face on it mm-hmm. you can blow that face off of that brick huh. um so with a powerful that's right with, and so, I, listen i was walking my dogs the other day in my neighborhood and i looked over and they'd hired somebody to pressure wash the house <laughs> And he was on the front porch, and he had the most powerful spray he had, and he was going right. at those soffits, trying to get the yep. soffit vents clean. Sure. And I was like, it's going to be soaking it's gonna wet. It's going to push right through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so, a mess. There's a place for a pressure washer. Um, My house. It's yeah. it just 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 be careful. Yeah. And use some yeah. common sense. Use some common uh, sense. Concrobium. Hey. I'm going to go back you, to concrobium. I'm telling you, there's nothing more satisfying than, than taking a pressure washer to a sidewalk. Nothing. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, and, but and, don't do it on your house. And and two, you can you can actually pressure the uh, cement off of the concrete, mm-hmm. and then you have exposed aggregate. So Man, you, you, you don't want that either. Uh-uh. You're a buds no, kill today. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, yeah. go ahead and paint that house, man. It's going to sell better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead and paint Back it. to Tim. I, I forgot Tim was even right, still yeah. on the line. Sorry about that, Tim. See you later. I See enjoyed you. it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. Let's keep on moving. Um, uh, Carolyn's on the line in Past Christian with Concrete Steps. Is this, is this out front, Carolyn? Yes. So what are you looking to do these? Well, uh, they used to be gold uh, gray, mm-hmm. and I painted them um white well it's the i call them swoops on each side concrete walls on each side Uh Uh, painted them with the concrete paint but um when the leaves it rains and the leaves stick to them the leaves are staining the white is there any kind of coating i can put on there to keep prevent the stain concrobium 
No, that takes it off. It doesn't prevent it. No, yes, it does. It does. If you would read the label, I will not. Like I do. All right, go ahead and tell me what it does then. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can pick this stuff up at any of these big box stores, and it's called Mold Pro or something. But the the chemical is concrobium, and you can spray that on there. Get a brush and brush it off. And then let it dry, then spray it on again and let it dry. Don't brush it off. Uh-huh. And it creates a coating to prevent further staining. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Carolyn, did you get so that? Is it C-O-N-C-R-O? Yes. I-A-N? Con-cro-b-b-i-um. Yeah. Google will fix the rest of it for you. Concrobium. Get close. Pam, you mentioned okay. reading the label. Do you guys do, uh, like, termite or anything like that? We don't here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when I did the uh, the licensing uh, process for that back in Virginia, and I had to do the educational course, literally the entire manuals that you're reading through, it just says read the label. Like, read the label. <laughs> read the label. Just read the label. <laughs> yeah. Like, so just... Well done. You do that. Just read the label. These guys do not read labels. Well, this is why we got Pam on the show. Right. Somebody had to read the label. specifications. I read all that stuff. (laughs) Okay. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you, you, Carolyn. We appreciate it. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's go to another quick email here. Uh, Good morning, Fix It 101. During the Christmas season, uh, you had an episode. I was listening back on a podcast. Uh, You had an episode about rock that can be placed at the gutter downspout. What kind of rock is it? Uh, By the way, you also said that line is a good option. I I think what we were talking about that day was slag. Was what we were, you were mentioning? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, slack. Yeah, mentioning something to put around the home uh, to 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 divert water and things like that at the bottom of the downspout. You'd mention the slack. You could do that. The problem is that if it's not packed in good, it's just going to wash off. So you're going to want something else. Yeah. What's that concrete thing called that everyone installs wrong? The, splash block. Yes. A splash block. Yeah, but it, the, every one of them that I've ever seen has been installed wrong. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? How do you, how do you okay. install it besides the, putting it under the gutter? Well, there's a certain way to turn it. To yes. turn it. Yes. You, you turn the, you turn the uh, place without a curb next to the house. The water hits the curb and slows it down and then lets it trickle over the back. Don't, don't turn it to where the, like the, the curb is mm-hmm. is facing away from the house. Ah, you with me? Okay, sorta. Did pa- I just Pam did I not. just confuse everybody, Brad? You can. Well, there's the there's the wider part of the splash block, and there's the more narrow part. And right. usually that bump is at the more narrow part of the back. But I thought it was the other way around. Everybody seems to uh, to position it so that the widest part is away from the home, thinking that that's just going to divert the water further out. But if you turn it the other way, yeah, it'll slow it down so you don't have that erosion in the yard. That's right. I want yeah. it to hit that curb in the back whoa, and, whoa, 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 and whoa. slow it down. Light what? bulb moment. Light bulb uh-huh. moment. Okay, so so when you get that little splash thing, and sometimes if you get the cheap ones, they're like these green plastic things. But anyway, if you get it, and I have always put the back side, or what I right. thought was the back side, right. up against the house so that the spout would pour into it and it would disperse into the yard, right? right. That made all kinds of sense to me. And you're saying that's wrong? Yes, correct. Okay. Turn it around. It so, needs to be turned around. So you turn it around so, like, the water goes into the part that's closest to the ground and then kind of yes. stops. Yeah, and then it slows it down because that's that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to slow that water down so it doesn't erode 
like just like Pam said, if you're going to use the crushed limestone, uh, it needs to be packed. My Otherwise, jaws. it's going to wash. It's going to wash it out. Yeah, I'm gonna go home after the show and turn all mine around. Right, right. And uh, my jaws on I'm, the floor. I've learned something new today. <laughs> Even better though, just use downspout extensions. Well, yeah. it, well, you yes. could. Yeah. That's but right. then you got to move the crazy cocky. things when you're cutting the grass. Right. I mean, they're kind of a pain. But yeah, yeah, you could do that. Let's go to Kevin in Canton. He's got a uh, wood for windows. What's going on, Kevin? Yes, hello. Yes, sir. So you've got some interesting. Uh, you've got some uh, work with your windows. Can you turn down your radio behind you? Yes, yes, I got to turn down. Yes, yes. So what's uh, going on? Doing? Yes, I got. I got a question for you. Uh, I actually got a, a house uh, I bought over in uh, uh, the old Sammy area, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, uh, my wife wants the, the wood. Uh, with the side windows, the wood that go, I see like on the new house, they had the pretty wood. I don't know if it's oak or what. I've never yeah. seen what kind of wood is that. Right. Talking about uh, that that uh, frames the window? No, it'd be on each side of it. Like, a like shutter. Have, like, on, a shutter. Oh, shutters. Oh, shutters. Yeah, yeah. Shutters. Yeah. 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 Oh, and you're talking about. She about it and she wants all. I, I don't know what. what I don't know. I don't even know where to get it from. Yeah, I've seen. You're talking about like the barn-looking ones. The kind of like it'll be exactly, exactly. Three exactly, boards and then exactly. a diagonal that keeps them together. Uh, you know, yes, sir. That's what I'm talking I, about. I don't know where they make. I, do they make well, those like no, pre-pressed we, or anything? We, yeah, you make them on we, site. We make them on site out yeah, of cedar wood. or cypress. Mm-hmm. So, 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 uh, Kevin, you can make this. Yeah, you this know? is oh, a. Make them? Oh. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know how to a, make. A, Nice little weekend project. It wouldn't be too terribly difficult. Yeah. I, I made them for my mother's house when they moved in a million years ago. I don't oh, have them on my house, but there you go. Oh, and my wife, we got a we got a seventeen hundred and thirty nine square foot. Well, our front we have four windows, two on each side with the big door, with the big yeah. the, the barn door the, with the big wooden door. Yeah, oh, okay. She wanted want on the front window, and she wanted on the side, both on the side one. What mama wants. Yeah, yeah. Tell her to get on Pinterest and pick out which one she right. wants. <laughs> Just need saw horses in a you know, circular saw. Right. Yeah, and then you, Kevin, you got you got plans this weekend. Right. Sounds like. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I actually did. Uh, I, uh, I actually have been going hunting and stuff, but. She's been warm. I, I, I see, like, our neighbor, Gallup, but nah. I just moved there, like, three months ago. Hey, hey, it, it's, so, it's going to be too hot to go hunting anyway. Yeah, yeah you got to get out hunting. of the woods. Yeah. yeah, you need to make Mama happy. Right. Anyway. Well, I appreciate it. So you said I could just get it, like, from Home Depot, the wood, or what? Anywhere you, you want, man. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere you want. You Try can to, even drive right, around and right. find an old fence. And right, use, <laughs> right. You know, I, I keep. I keep wood piled up in my house. For right, stuff I like use that. fence slats for everything. Everything or a new fence. Just make sure you do it at night so the owners don't <laughs> right. see you take it. You know? There you Panels go. Panels off the fence. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? Uh, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's keep going. Um, John is in Mobile, and this is interesting. He heard about you talking about the Concrovium formula. You with us, John? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm getting ready to uh, scrub the green off uh, my cedar, my exterior cedar uh, shingles. And um, a few months ago, I think it was, Pam gave the formula for uh, what I think she said was concrobium. Yes. And uh, it does not encourage the growth, the regrowth of the green algae. Uh-huh. So can, can Pam give me that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, sir. She yes. just looked right at her iPhone when you asked. So and pulled it up because people ask me for this all the time. Um, it is one quart of hot water, 
one tablespoon baking soda, two tablespoons washing soda, which I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what but that But you is. can find that in the washing area of the big box stores. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's a powder. Um, and then two tablespoons of TSP. And so. And what they put in Chinese food? Do you know? It's MSG. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, you're not going to drink. You don't drink no. this stuff. No, okay, TSP sorry. is a clean, cleaning. It's it, it's orangey pink, kind of, and people use it to clean before they paint. Oh, okay. And it's, anyway. But if you put that, you can mix that and put that. You could double that if you wanted to and put it in a sprayer. Right. Um, I have some friends that did this to a deck that had the mildewy, fungi kind of look up to it. And, mm-hmm. man, it's beautiful now. Really? Yes. But you want to follow... You, you can't read the label, obviously, because there won't, will not be a label with this. Pam is the label. I am the label. So what you're going to do is you're going to create the spray. You're going to spray it on there, let it sit for about 15 minutes, and then get um, – now, you won't do this on your roof, obviously, but it, another hard surface and brush it. And then rinse it off and then spray it up there and let it dry. So if you're doing something on your roof, I'm not sure – I think it would help, but it may not. Um, I just don't know. I'm not sure about using it on your roof. What do you do when the water turns Gets cold? Cold. Yeah, you have to make it again. I think the the warmth is just to get it mixed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I got a question for you. I had to do it. Hey, yeah. hang on. Let me talk to John real quick. <laughs> okay, John. but then I got to come back. I got a question for okay. you, John. I will say uh, before you don't, you can go and mix yourself up some concrobium, but if you're just cleaning off your roof uh you can get some uh what we used to say wet it and forget it wet and forget just yeah. some, a, a house cleaner and what it will do it'll take that green right off of it uh it takes a few minutes it'll you know but it does work it's not really expensive so any of the really home cleaners things like that should get that off of the what roof. i like yeah. about the concrobium though is that it creates a thin layer to prevent it from growing again and that's the big thing. With yeah, the home cleaner will not prevent anything. No, it just all it's it. going to do is clean it. Yeah. So you might be able to yeah. clean it and then spray, but, you know, but right. you don't want it to rain. I, I want to make one suggestion. There is a shingle manufacturer, and, and I, I've never done this, so I don't know if it would work. But there's a shingle manufacturer that puts copper in their shingles. And the only reason they do that is to keep the algae growth off of your shingles. Okay. So if you could put a piece of copper on your ridge every time it rained it would automatically wash that roof off for you uh, again, again my mouth is dry again i'm not telling you to do this i've never done it i don't know if it would work but i do know that copper does get rid of that algae growth wow so, interesting so, something to something to research uh, yeah, that's wh- interesting. Wh- while you don't have anything else to do yeah yeah <laughs> but pam since you are the label for concrobium here. Right. Would your label say that TSP does not go in your Chinese food? Yes. No, TSP okay, right. does right. not go. <laughs> Do not get a bottle of TSP and get it sprayed. Yeah, you Spray are it probably. on your probably. Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it goes. It's it's a solid hour of just that stuff. Of uh, just that stuff. Okay, yeah. I have a quick question for Jeff. Oh, okay. Quick question. I'm, I'm so ready. we were talking about storm shelters last week. Yeah. And you talked about you put one in your garage. I did. And that your car would protect you. Yeah. 
What do you? How do you? How do you get into your shelter and then pull your car on top? No, the car stays there. the The top rolls back, and there's room to walk right in there. It's a perfect design. All right, awesome. folks, we got to wrap yeah. it up. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Charles Arnold for Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons and our guest Brad Lowry from The Porch Group. I'm Jason Klein. I said it right the first time. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.